Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for All-Star Season 6, Episode 11, titled Charisma, Uniqueness, Nerve, and Talent Monologues. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by two, that's right, two betrothed co-hosts. First, from, from Bloody Podcast, please say... From this moment on, there is only one word to describe you. Cunt. To Lori Roggenkamp. <laughs> Hello, Lori. Uh, how are you? Hello. I, lo- uh, I love how much work you had to put into that. That was great. It actually wasn't that much work. Oh, really? Okay. Well. And it was fun. <laughs> Anytime I get a chance to uh, compliment you on your charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Yes. Uh, you take it. You snatch it. Hey, oh, I'm, that, I'm the only one on here who uh, who technically can be called that. So uh, you don't great. know you don't know me. Don't don't put me in any kind Maybe of binary category. Genders. Yeah. By the way, that you may not recognize that voice you just heard, but he is no longer on the market. He is a married man. Please say, oh, "Bring the bitches to Adam, <laughs> Mister." Officially, Mr. Salandra. Officially, Mr. Adam Salandra. You took... People think his name was Adam Salandra. His name was Adam Jones. His married name is Adam Salandra, and now he's here with us here on Drag Race Recap. Welcome back, Adam, by the way. It's so good to be back. I missed you guys, I have to say. Yeah, and you know we, have, we haven't even talked about... We just did a 30-minute Just Between Us Girls where we heard about the wedding about your gay porn star ex-boyfriend, uh, about um, Lori's kid saying she's tall. I don't know, the whole thing. <laughs> and if you want to hear that, you can go to patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia and join at the premium level. You get Just Between Us Girls. It drops on Saturday nights. Well, it's Saturday night Pacific time. But Salandra, I know you're rude, so you don't know this. Special thanks to Jay Ellis, for filling in for Adam Salandra. I know, Jay, I am sorry that Adam is not appreciative that you filled in for him, but I appreciate you. Wait, am I not appreciative because I didn't listen? Is that what you mean? No, because you didn't immediately, out of nowhere, apropos of nothing, say, oh, and thank you to Jay. Yeah. That is rude of me. Yeah. It is rude of you. Jay understands, though. He gets it. He. What if he doesn't? Do you think he's pissed? You know, Jay strangely gets pissed about very strange things. Well, yeah. technically, I never asked him to cover for me. So I had no, you know, I just said, I'm not here. So yeah, really, you should be. Thinking. Wait, hold on. I didn't ask him either. What do you mean? Uh, did, that mean did, did he just volunteer to say, like, you know, there were these, there were these guys like in the 90s, right? And they did this very clever thing. They would get into all the big award shows, the Grammys, the Emmys, the Oscars, any, any hard to get party, right? You couldn't get in. They would get in because what they would do is they would call the Oscars and say, like, uh, I'm a high-end florist, and I want to donate the flowers to you. To the All I want are two Oscar tickets and two tickets to the governor's ball, right? And they'd go, they'd be like, of course. Well, yes, of course, right? Then they'd call a florist and say, do you want to do the flowers for the Academy Awards? Right? And the guy would be like, yeah, great. I could put that on my uh, on my resume. And then they would get the tickets. To the, and that's how they would show up to these A-list events. I think that's what Jay Ellis just did to us. With I think it's brilliant. Yeah. He but was wait, like, why did you both – it made me nervous that you both like knew that. Did, did something actually happen that I'm – like someone's pissed that I didn't say thank you? Or how did you know? Yeah, no. Jay is Jay, – well, he probably doesn't want this on the air. So he I'll have to text it a, texted us. No, he he told me privately uh, the other day that um, he was a little weirded out because Salandra, since he, like, he understood before the wedding, but it's been now two weeks that Salandra never hit him up and said, hey, thanks for filling in or anything like that. But um, I I can't tell if you're joking or not. (laughs) This week, Eureka returns to the competition, much to Trinity's chagrin for the mini challenge of Quinn. The Quins. The Queens do their best product placement pride celebration photo shoots. For this week's Maxi Challenge, it's a storytelling challenge that will force the girls to be both entertaining 
and vulnerable. Eureka's named the winner of the challenge while the remaining contestants are placed in the bottom. This week's Lip Sync Assassin is Season 12 winner Jada Essence Hall. RuPaul names both queens the winners of the lip sync, which means they both read their lipsticks by a strange coincidence. They both have the name Trinity on them, and Trinity K. Bonet is the next queen to leave the competition. Ladies, name two things you liked about the episode, one thing you did not. Let's start with our new, our officially married man, Mr. Adam Salandra. Adam, give me two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Okay, thank you. I liked that um, there the, the the challenge I thought was something a little different, and it had an opportunity to have laughs and some heart to it, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. All my mm-hmm. like my vows, for example. Mm-hmm. Let's bring it back to me for a second. Uh, mm-hmm. Very heartfelt and emotional, but also lots of comedy involved, and that's why I like to give heart and humor. And I thought that this had an opportunity for that, so that was very good. Okay. Did you cry during your vows? Yes. Did but everyone Sean cry? Oh, Sh- oh yes. Sean cried too. Oh, Sean cried. So, uh, someone there. All the the men, the straight men, cried. Uh, uh, my, one of my I friends said that her husband. She's only seen qu- cry twice. This was one of them, and the birth of their child wasn't even one. So, like, we went Holy in. Holy shit! What did you? Did you? Oh, I know what it was. <laughs> you told them all the stories Lori tells on the show. <laughs> Basically, I mean, they were, they were like, my husbands, of course. Yeah, they were like, this person can't really exist. And then when they were hearing them, they started, <laughs> they're like, wait a minute, what? This is what life is? Lori's aunt walked around bottomless? Wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, that's one thing I like. The other thing I actually would say I love is mm-hmm. that it has been a very long time, uh, yeah. for all stars at least, since it's been such an even playing field, anyone's game. It just made it a lot more interesting. The stakes a lot higher that, mm-hmm. um, you know, any of these gals, even still technically, you could argue any could even win still. And I think that makes it a lot more fun. All right, Lori, what about you? Oh, wait, did you even think you don't like? No, I mean, I really kind of actually like this episode. So I will just say um, I had... There was a lot of Trinity just not being able to deal with someone coming back because I already actually did listen and I already know you guys talked about that last week and now Mm -hmm. that we have to discuss it again is well as as you and I both know there's nothing no Lori likes to beat to death more than a point (laughs) so so lucky uh, us yeah she'll uh, don't even she I already saw her notes she's gonna talk about how people get mad when they put the other person's name uh on the. Wait, what about I speaking love to last week? Beat to death. Yeah, Salandra, go ahead. And a pussy. Yeah, so, those are my two I was just going to say one thing that really took me out was Ior. I was shocked by that. Oh, Which, what's right? Pronunciation yeah. of Eeyore. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. It's shocking that I mispronounced something. That was. Oh, but how did you get really... Ior? How did you get Ior? It's 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 spelled Ior. It is. It is. But you're right. It is spelled like that. That's she got it. It just was funny. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, um, dough is also spelled like tough. I don't say duff. <laughs> I would need. I got to. You know what? I got to knead the duff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that really got me into my wheeze laugh there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Lori, go ahead. And give us two things like about the episode. The one thing you didn't. Um, I, I overall, I liked this episode. I thought the story that I thought the. Uh, the energy for the stories was really low, but the stories themselves were fun. Like, I didn't necessarily understand the coffee shop style, like snapping. I learned during this episode that I don't like snapping. <laughs> that annoys <laughs> oh, me. Oh, yeah. That just reminded me of like kindergarten or something like that during yeah. like, show and tell or something. Yeah. No, but that's very, the poetry people do that. Or at least yeah. they do. always the joke. I've never seen it happen in real life, but in the joke. I've seen it happen. It's just as jarring. I'm sure. Uh, and not, not fun. Um, but, so that I didn't, I didn't really get that the energy level part, but I lo- I like the actual like stories and stuff. Um, I loved the coaching scene. I felt like this is the first time we've really seen a coaching scene where it's like Alec Mappa and God, I can't remember his name, but he's Jermaine just as Fowler. Great. Jermaine Fowler, just as great, and they like genuinely were there to support these people. Is and he gay? I wish. 
I, I know. know. He was in that celebrity one where they had people come and do like. Oh, that's why he was there. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know who he was and didn't get it. But I he's like. A, he's a really, he's a really funny guy. Uh, I think he's, he's written for a couple of TV shows and stuff, but, um, but yeah, so I love that. I love that they helped. Although I do think it's funny that the one time they do have people there, like to actually help, nobody takes their advice. Um, so I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, so I love that. I, I feel like I have the same sort of attitude toward, towards it, like that Adam has, Adam has, which I, you know, I, I will say in the beginning, I thought I was going to dislike Trinity, Trinity, but I, I got why she was upset at the end. So I actually have more sympathy towards her than I do. Like I, in the beginning, I was definitely like, okay. But then at the end I was like, oh, I, I get why she feels the way she does. So I, I mean, honestly, I felt like this episode kind of made me be like, oh, I think I like, I know it sounds stupid, but I think I really like drag race now because if you had told me, Wow, this is a minute of time. All right, well, the penultimate episode of All Star Six. <laughs> what if a you time. had told me, if you had told me in the beginning of the season uh-huh. that I would that I would like and understand Jan, that I would genuinely think Sonique should be considered for uh, as a winner, that I genuinely think Raja should be considered as a winner, um, and that I would understand and like Trinity, I would have told you like. What are you smoking? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, it's no. a very, it's magical season because of that. It was a truly a season of who, and yeah. and it, and that made it all like very interesting in a way I did not see coming. Yeah, and so I I I have I feel like overall there's been some dips, but I feel like overall I've genuinely liked. I mean, don't get me wrong, I would love some more cattiness. But I mean, who wouldn't? Who would? Who wouldn't love somebody throwing something at somebody's face? Um, I would just love it to break out into an MMA fight at some point. That would really put it over the edge. But other than that, it's great. I'm loving it. So uh, it's funny because my two things and one thing I didn't uh, very much overlap with two, both of yours. One, I actually really liked this maxi challenge. I thought it was a good maxi challenge, even though it looked like a comedy challenge. It didn't, it wasn't a comedy challenge. It had them do a skill that they don't usually do. And I'm sure, uh, the three of us will have a lot to say about that. The other thing too, like Lori, I really thought the coaching session was one of the few actually valuable coaching sessions I've seen on this show. They've had people who are valuable at coaching, but they never give them the opportunity to act like Kathy Griffin's been on, Devin Green's been on, but I feel like they're just always, their hands are tied, you know, where I felt this one, they actually really dug in and really tried to help with the stories. And I thought they did a good job. The one thing I didn't like, I what was the fucking point of this mini challenge? I, well, I yeah. know what it was. It was product placement. Yes. And it was stupid. <laughs> and it was dumb. I'm like, I, there was no rhyme or we'll talk about it during the mini mini challenge. So I'll, I'll leave it for that. But I did not like the mini challenge. All right. Let's move on. On the main stage, RuPaul names Eureka the winner of the lip sync. Silk and Silky leave with her head held high. The next day, the girls walk into the workroom ready to meet whoever won the lip sync. Trinity asks the girls if they're okay with another girl walking back into the competition. The girls recognize reality and move on. Next, RuPaul entered the workroom and brought Eureka back into the workroom before announcing this week's mini challenge. The queens will customize looks for a Pride-themed photo shoot. Kylie Sonique Love was named the winner of the challenge before RuPaul explained this week's maxi challenge. Each queen will tell a personal anecdote from their lives as drag queens that will showcase their storytelling abilities. Let's go with uh, the woman of the hour, Ms. Lori Roggenkamp. Lori, uh, give us your thoughts here on everything that happened from the naming your week. Remember, remember it was very clear to you last week. You're very Everyone. Fair. Yes, I felt like everybody was, it was everybody. Everybody. Was Everybody all was clear on this, that Silky clearly won that lip sync. What were your thoughts? I mean, honestly, though, honestly. Honestly. The, the show is, the, 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 uh, the song is Since You've Been Gone, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Eureka turns it into an emotional, uh, like, acting challenge where she's reaching out to her dead mother. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. does not make sense. 
I mean, she it, she might as well have it, my song had might as well have been "Hot Girl Bummer," and she was singing about her dead mom. Like yeah. it, you. There's no way that the that can make sense to me. Mm-hmm. But what sort of Pokey struggling to get out of her bodysuit did you think spelled "winner winner chicken dinner"? I well, Lori that- actually thought that was Kelly Clarkson. Oh. Because they look so much alike. I will, you know what? I will leave. I will hang up and I will go if, if we keep doing this. Well, good. Adam will get out by 7.15. <laughs> Wait, what was the insult? Just that you like you don't think Kelly and Silky should be? No, he's calling Kelly Clarkson fat. Oh. He always refers to Carrie, all, Kelly Clarkson all as All I fat said pig. was that, that people confuse Silky and Kelly Clarkson. I didn't say anybody was fat. I, lo- you're, I don't You're like, calling I Silky fat. Kelly Clarkson. Lori really left. Well, all right. Well, she left. <laughs> she left us. Oh, look, Lori's back. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Too far. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Uh, I what? hope you guys learned your lesson. Um, right, so- <laughs> anyways, um, no. What I was saying was, I feel like I went by the story of. Sorry, let me repeat that. I feel like I went by the story of Silky's wins. So I maybe wasn't looking at each individual one where she was she was against Eureka and that was looked at as its own individual thing where like, yeah, maybe she had some struggles or maybe it wasn't like the best that she's done. But I thought that maybe the fact that she had gone so far and, Mm -hmm. you know, was still, I thought, doing a good job. And also the fact that Eureka was singing was was having a completely different reaction to then to what the song was actually was. So the song is a breakup song and she's talking about her dead mom. I mean, again, I love to beat a point to death. I'm going to keep beating this point to death. So I think that you're right in terms of the momentum of the episode was like silky, 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 which is in my opinion, why they did not tell us who won until this week. So we all had a week to like get over it a little bit. Because yeah. I do think Eureka won that lip sync, but I do think it would have been very anticlimactic after that whole silky episode to then for then for her to lose. But it also makes sense that they, in terms of fairness, they want the most recent queen to come back just so it feels like, okay, she actually has a chance. So it would have been cool to see silky. I have to tell you, honestly, seeing silky, I was like sad when she ended up leaving because she came in this season so meek. And sort of careful at the start because she was so scared to say something wrong. The yeah. second she kicked off, she was like, that was a mistake. And she became a real self. But it wasn't annoying like season 11. It was much more like the Meet the Queen Silky that everyone really liked at first. So I'm not sure yeah. what the difference is. I think it's just nerves. I think it yeah. – I mean, obviously, this is, takes so, so much confidence and it's so anxiety-ridden. And I think when you have, when your nerves are at such an all, all-time high, you kind of tend to go overboard. I mean, I've never done that. But I imagine that that's what yeah. people do. Yeah. Um, but I think that uh, – I, I think that she sort of has – she finally found her footing. And, I mean, honestly, I fell in love with her. The, I mean, I'm broke up with Star and I'm going to make Silky my bride. Um, that's great. I, I fell, I fell yeah. in love with her as a performer during that lip sync. I mean, she was mm-hmm. funny. She was lighthearted. She was everything that like, I felt like, you know, we had, we had been seeing, uh, RuPaul love Silky and it was like, why does she love Silky so much? What is it about her that's so great? And we, now we saw it. And it was like, like even her running back and going like, are you sure? Yeah, <laughs> like was that cool. was funny. It really was. But it's, again, and it was yeah. like, it must be such a fine line because she was certainly over the top on her season, but it was just too much. It was um, just too much. I thought she yeah. nailed it on this episode she, and good for yeah. her. She, she had impressive. like a whole one, one episode redemption story and it was yep. great. Very cool. And it's All sad, right. but, but so, uh, just getting into the workroom. So, the one thing I will say again, and this is the only time that I, once I think Trinity like explained it, I was like, okay, I understand it now. But once you're in the workroom and she goes, are you guys really okay? Are we really okay with this? And Raja was just like, well, it's happening. So what do you like? I just felt like Trinity wanted to be like, guys, let's all get up and leave. And yeah, they exactly. promise she was like, what if I can rally the troops and put a stop yeah. to this? Yeah. I get what she, I get 100% what she was saying. And it, I would feel the same way. It's like, I was there 
and she just knew, I guess, she would be next. So, she, however, and another thing you guys talked about last week, I'm such a huge fan. I I did listen. Was the how you manifest certain things, and that is eventually you're manifesting. If you're like, if she goes, I'm gonna. If if she comes, someone comes back, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. You not stop thinking about it. Off she went. And that That's brings a really up point. a good point. That brings up a good point, which is something that I have been thinking about, but I keep forgetting of all the things that I've vomited out of my mouth. I keep forgetting to talk about, which is I don't understand why people are mentioning their ranking in this. I don't know why Trinity was like, oh, I've, I've had the most, uh, been in the bottom the most. So I will be going home. If I, if it was me, I would be ignorant. AF. I would be like, I don't know where I'm at. I think I'm at, to- at the top. Like, I, I wouldn't mention or any of my goals. I'd be like, I'd be like, well, you know, I, yes, but I had two wins. Kyle only has yeah. one. Like, doing something other than being Ior, truly. Yeah, mm-hmm. being an Ior. Well, it's also one of these things where you're hoisted by your own petard. And that, and what I mean is, when you're Miss, we're gonna vote by the track record. When your yeah. track record is not the best, then it's your turn, Mama. And this is why they should have gotten rid of Ginger when they had a chance. Why they should have gotten rid of, um, there wasn't there somebody else who was like, why didn't you just get rid of them? Um, I feel Ginger was one of them, but I remember who the other one is. Yeah. Highly Sonic Love is another one, you know, but like, they're like, oh no, they're too strong. I'm all like, bitch, you're insane. Like, yeah. It's so funny I, because tr- yeah. Trinity is saying, why don't we all rise up against the system and actually in this show you can there is a way that the that the producers can manipulate it, and that's by choosing the person who has the person that they want to send home but if the queens uh voting queens unite with the winning queens to get out the strongest competition they have no they have no recourse yeah no and but also it just i think it was just cl- so clear that how nobody was going to do that when Jin, when at the end, when Ginger and Eureka are talking and Eureka is just like, I don't know. I can't decide between the two. What happens if I just kick you off? And yes. then they both laugh like, oh, that would never. It's yeah, like, yeah, you fucking good. <laughs> you should kick her off. I yeah. thought of that too. And I want season seven to be a bloodbath where no one's oh. safe, but it'll never happen because of social media fear. Yeah. Yeah, that, I know. I I one hundred percent agree. Uh, so, Landry, do you have any big thoughts on the on this segment here? Uh, actually, I did, but we've we've discussed them. Well, let's talk about this mini challenge. When I think RuPaul's Drag Race and drag queens in fashion, I always think of Levi's. Uh, <laughs> that day, yes, but B, it's like I get that it was product placement, but they were just tearing up clothes to make bad looks. So it's also very. Bad product placement. Which is so funny because I was thinking like how – because I was like I can't tell why Sonique won, right? But on the second one, she did the least to the Levi's. That is wild because I was thinking the same thing. Like what made her the winner? Not that – I mean it's always arbitrary but that especially. Yeah, because She was the only one that – well, yeah, she was hot but she wore the entire jeans. She wore the entire denim jacket. Like the other queens stripped the jeans down to nothing to like – you could barely Literally tell they were wearing, yeah, ass out or like a crop top or whatever, where she actually wore a, 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 G, a Levi denim outfit that was for the most part, uh, un, unaltered. Um, yeah, that was the only thing that made zero sense to me. It was a, it was a very strange segment. Uh, all right, let's move on. On the main, uh, in back in the workroom, the girls work on their monologues. Eureka shares her feelings about returning to the competition and the need to do well. Trinity expresses her anxiety about her performance in the competition. Uh, oh, later on the main stage, the girls practice their monologues with Alec Mappa and Jermaine Fowler. Raja fumbles over her memorized speech. Kylie impresses the coaches. Trinity rushes. Ginger needs to loosen up. And finally, Eureka fails to feature her vulnerable side. Uh, let's go to Adam Salandra, he of show business. Adam Salandra, you're all your thoughts here on the coaching session. Sure, sure, sure. Well, first taking it back to the little table talks, I thought it was interesting that Eureka was nervous to come back in, uh, because you didn't know how they would react. But I just thought it was interesting because those are her friends, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Like if it was all my friends, of course I'd be like, no one wants someone to come back. But I mean, wouldn't you be like, oh, at least I'm happy to see a friend, but. I mean, 
her lover, Trinity, was not happy. So I guess she was right to be nervous. And I also saw that I wrote here that although I do understand where Trinity's coming from, when you make it to the finale, then it's stripped away from you. I would feel that same way. But it's also like, well, do good in the challenge and then you'll be good. Although in this case, if you're not the winner, everyone's in the bottom. But still couldn't hurt to just do your best and not be eye-oaring about. Um, in terms of rehearsal, I thought that Kylie's story was actually so interesting, like finding drag when she was unsure who of who she was. And I found it very interesting that she has her just very chill demeanor was just sitting there and I was engaged and I have undiagnosed ADD to be sure. So very many props to her for that. That, that shocks me still. Um, I agreed with, they said Ginger was too glib, which I had to look up. But when I did, I fully <laughs> agreed with that. Yeah. And my it's last pronounced comment, glib. Oh, my mistake. My mistake. Um, yeah, she was very glib. And then Eureka, my favorite, favorite thing. And keep this in mind for a future Just Between Us Girls, if you have it in your back pocket, is a story about someone shitting their pants. I love, love, love it. So I was very excited that that was her choice. I think it's funny. It's always funny to me. Sorry, you can make the face. <laughs> I just find it hilarious. Well, no, I would have given you a Is that somebody you? What, like has a story? Yeah. Well, I was just saying, I mean, I feel like everyone has a story, but I, I could just see one of you two like having like a an epic story, not just like a, I was sitting here and shit my pants, but like a good one. Um, and I want to hear it if that's the case. I really don't. That's the sad thing. I, that's a, that's not sad. I think it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's for the best. Lori, uh, what were your thoughts on all this whole segment? Uh, I, I will say this. I, once, once Trinity said, I, it's not about you coming back. I'm glad you're back. It's just that I feel like now I feel like I could potentially win it. And because I feel that way, I have such high anxiety about losing it. And I've been there. I've been in comedy competitions. I had, I, I had a very hard time with comedy competitions because, you know, I'm really good when the bar is set very low. <laughs> like I'm very good at that. When the bar is raised higher, I get so nervous. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, I could actually like potentially win it. And then I just get in my head. So I get that. I get, I get sort of doing it and not necessarily thinking about it. And then as it gets closer, you're like, oh my God, I am literally so close to the finale and I could potentially win this crown. And then, so the thing that you sort of were just like, I just want to do good and see how far I can get. Now you potentially could win it. And so. I get that. I get that a lot. Um, I just, I felt really bad for her in that moment. Yeah. So that's it. So uh, first of all, Trinity, let's talk about her. Right. And I did this Rulaska thoughts uh, yesterday where I went in detail. So if you want to hear the more detail about this, go to that. But anyway, my point is this, is the self pity that she's doing I think the biggest mistake Trinity is doing is because I'm going to assume that she must understand that there is no way RuPaul is crowning a winner of All-Star Season 6 who is such a whiny depo. Okay? Like, she is not doing that. And so what I'm thinking is that she thinks the, the producers are her friends. And they'll never put this in the show, all the whining she's doing. You know? Well, that's ridiculous. So if I could give any advice to future contestants of RuPaul's Drag Race, the producers are not your friends. They may act like they're your friends, but their allegiance is to the show and they will fucking use everything you say against you in a court of Ru, okay? And you do not have a right to have an attorney present. So I think it's okay to be in your feelings on this show. It's a very high pressure situation, but mama, keep it at the hotel room. Don't That's bring right. it into the workroom. Do not bring it into the workroom because they yeah. will use that against you. Um, I, I and- 100% agree. I think that it was almost – look, I, I don't believe in like uh, ethereal things, but I believe that if you put something out there, you will eventually start to believe it yourself. So if you put out there that – you know, she put out there that she's going home – and that, you know, she's definitely going home and that, you know, if she gets in the bottom, she's going home. Well, not only do you, first off, you put that in everybody else's mind. Yeah. So now it's already set. 
And secondly, now you're just basically like, well, you're in crisis mode and you're not thinking creatively. So, yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, let's go to the coaching session, which we actually didn't really talk that much about. Um, based on this coaching session, Raja and the other girls interpret this as another stand-up comedy challenge. And in fact, what it kind of, maybe I wrote this all somewhere out later. Never, I'll, that's for the actual judging of that. But, um, and so a lot of them are showing up with these like memorized like jokes and everything like that. And I think Alec Mappa and Jermaine Fowler were very wisely trying to steer them away from that with the, the notes they were giving without saying, don't do stand up. Or maybe they did and we didn't see it. Um, but I do think Alec Mappa and Jermaine Fowler did a great job. And by the way, I want to say one more time, Jermaine Fowler smoking hot. Thank you. Oh, very cute. And he was cute and drag too. Yeah, he sure um, was. But yeah, no, I agree. I don't really have a lot to say about it because I feel like it was like genuinely like a a a great moment. I thought it was really cute when Jermaine Fowler Fowler, I forgot which drag queen, but he was just like, "Hey, we're here for you, and we're gonna listen to you." And I just thought that was like, see, that's what they need. They need people like that to like coach them and help them, and then they just don't follow any of their advice and they just end up doing their own thing basically. <laughs> so I can attest to that. All right. Why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break? And when we come back, Adam and I will continue not to be there for Lori or listen to her. This show is sponsored by better help. All right. I got to get something off my chest. By the time I finish watching RuPaul's Drag Race two times, recording two different shows about it, and spending my entire week around RuPaul's Drag Race, the last thing I want to do is listen to other podcasts about RuPaul's Drag Race. But people are constantly saying, do you listen to this podcast or that podcast? And I'll be honest with you, I don't because I barely have time to record the one that I do. And I this 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 sits on me on my chest. So I have to get it off my chest because I'm like, is this hindering my growth as a creator? So I'm glad I told you guys this. So you guys can stop recommending shows or asking me if I listen to Race Chaser or Sibling Rivalry. We all carry around different stressors, by the way. Big, small, serious, silly. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest. Can you imagine if I went to therapy with this? And to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I have benefited tremendously from therapy. Tremendously. And it's a way for me to work out different problems that I've had. And I've shared those problems with you before. If you have stressors in your life, you need to talk them out. That's how you release the toxicity is by talking it out. And therapy can help do that. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. When they designed it, they designed it to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire and they'll match you with a licensed therapist. And by the way, if you don't like your therapist, you can just switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Yeah, all right. It's elimination day and the girls get ready for the runway. Eureka and Raja elaborate on their anecdotes. Trinity worries about the chances of being eliminated. Eureka tries to cheer Trinity up. Meanwhile, Eureka worries whether she should change her story. Laurie, let's start with you. You are 
along with Adam Salandra, actually, I'm very blessed here. Uh, one of the icons of Los Angeles stand-up uh, improv and sketch scene. And yes. uh, I wanted to get, you, you know, uh, well, I guess we'll we'll cover this more during the See You Next Tuesday monologues. But yeah. Uh, but uh, what have you ever had that sort of stage fright? Well, tell us about this Elimination Day. What were you thinking here? Were you well, I mean, I showcased for you guys my amazing character skills uh, yeah. during the break. But um, yeah, no, I definitely have had that where you're just worried about like missing beats, you know, um, or especially when you do sketches and you have to like memorize full like monologues and pages of dialogue and it has to be right because the mm-hmm. other person is counting on you because they've memorized their part and they so they have to like so that's terrifying um and just but just like full pages of monologue is terrifying too and you, it's mm-hmm. just you and you have to find the right moments to ebb and flow and so yeah it's it's scary i will All say right. this the one thing i thought was in my opinion and i, I i'm assuming everybody thinks this no i'm kidding um yeah. I wonder, I'm interested to find out what you guys think, but I felt like when Eureka went to talk to Trinity about how much her flirting with her has meant to her, Mm -hmm. I felt like that was like when Al Pacino kissed Fredo and was like, and we all knew that he was going to kill him later. Like, I was like, okay. You know, Lori, that's funny that you're bringing that up in that in that angle because the angle, and I wanted to go with here was. And remember, we were talking about. Remember, we were talking on, on just between us girls, and you brought this up with Salandra. Is I actually found it to be a very emotional moment. I've had a few times in my life, you know, there's that uh, person, kitty cat, you know, that I was hooking up with for a while, and the same thing is true with Aiden. It wasn't an actual kitty cat, by the way. No, oh. it was. It no, was. that's what we call him because Lori made a very cringy comment about a kitty cat around him one time. Unfortunately. Uh, but but anyway, what I was going to say was the one thing I will say that was very intoxicating about kitty cat and the same thing with Aiden is they both look at – and guys, I see the same thing you're seeing. They just both think I'm so beautiful. To this day when I see kitty cat out and about, he looks at me as if the fucking hottest – gay porn star oh yeah walked in the room it is like he just thinks i am the hottest fucking thing ever uh well anyway but so let's finish this point very quickly here yeah i want to know i saw it as intoxicating Lori. i don't know i mean i know you've told me that star and i agree with star i'm not saying she's singling her but she thinks you're beautiful and when you're fat when you're fat it's less common where uh that people are just straight up telling you you're beautiful, you know? And I think the sentiment is, is cute. I think the sentiment, I agree with you on that. I think the sentiment is cute, but the way that she did it was like, you're not going to be around for too long. So I got to get this out before you leave. (laughs) (laughs) But Salandra, as someone who is objectively an attractive male, right? Laurie. Yes. Oh, he's a, uh, you know, he's Prince Charming. He's a Disney character. So is there is there a way that you don't relate to Eureka Salandra? Like are you like, ugh, stupid fat pig? Who would ever call her beautiful? What do you hear um, when, you, when what do you think when no, you No, well, no, I have um several different things to think about that. A, I, I love for Eureka. When everyone else hated her, I've always loved her. Um and I also have many of my closest friends are bigger. Um, so no, I don't say, I don't think I say fat pig as much as you probably do, Joe, in your everyday life. But in this scene, I, I did think it was sad, not in a pathetic way, but like in a, like she was, I felt she was genuinely thanking her saying, what the part may have said to me, she was like, I know we're just joking around, but it still means a lot to me. I thought it was very, um, sweet, but also like. It, my, my heart, I felt for Eureka is what I'm trying to say. Well, no, I didn't see it sad in a pathetic way. I saw it sad yeah. in a way that I relate. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't mean you did. I just meant when I say sad, I didn't mean like, oh, that's sad, pathetic, poor, mm-hmm. fat thing. I meant like, oh, it just like, it touched my heart. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's cute. And look, I genuinely hope that they, that something happens. I think they would make a cute couple. Um, yeah. But, but I mean, 
I yeah, it just the way it came out was just like very much like I'm voting you off. She had to change her name to Trinity K Buffet. <laughs> Yum! I heard y'all talking about Fatchler last week, and I was I appreciated it. Oh, oh! Did you hear so, uh, Jay admitting that he won't eat at the Fatchler? And I'm like, I guess you couldn't believe it because I thought y'all were joking. But he did say to be designated driver, so that's great. <laughs> sure, yeah. Designated diabetes driver. All right, let's move on to the to the cunt monologues. I'm going to straight up call what they're really supposed to be called. Um, the first one down the runway and down the runway. The first one who came out uh, we had was Trinity Cabonet. It's titled Bamboozled, and she was talking about being catfished whilst uh that was her drag queen star about being catfished but had an unusual ending and that the person wanted to thank her for uh, her awareness uh to hiv uh Solandra, what were your thoughts on this this threw me off a little bit because i've been trained as we all have i'm sure to look at the judges reactions to know at least how you th- think they want you to feel about the performance but mm-hmm. in this one, they were never laughing, but they were also never giving stank face. It was truly just blank stares. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I have to like decide on my own for once. What like it, mm-hmm. it felt like the vibe and the tone was off. I, like, were they even supposed to be funny? I just couldn't tell. So it was really just a nice monologue in the end, but that is the vagina monologues, which was based after. And by the end, I just thought it was really good and heartfelt talking about her, uh, Rue, her Trinity in this random person both thinking Rue was their guardian angel. I thought it was nice by the end. Um, but the judge's blankness threw me off. Lori? Overall, this was a very weird story um, because it was a man who lied to her and then for some reason she chose to believe that he actually is telling the truth when he literally just <laughs> lied to her. No, I never thought about that. Uh, that's, a really, that's a really good point. Um <laughs> <laughs> and also, I mean, I, I feel like somebody needs Trinity needs to say this to Trinity. RuPaul is just not that into you. <laughs> stop, stop trying to suck up to her. Like, yeah. I feel like she, she's sort of coming into her own in certain ways. And I've really enjoyed watching her be like a boss in certain ways, but there's still so many ways where I feel like she's just got such a need to be liked by certain people. And RuPaul is definitely one of them. Right, Joe? Right? You agree with me, right? Right, Joe? Get out. So, <laughs> uh, first of all, I'm going to go Inception on you, Lori. Mm-hmm. This is a person who allegedly lied about all her gowns burning up in a fire to get money. Okay? Me? I don't... Or- Yes, that's right, Lori. Remember that lie you told about all your gowns burning up in a fire? She's lying. Yeah. I don't believe this story. I don't believe one bit of this story. Oh. I don't think any of it's true. It's all it's all too neat and tidy. It's all too perfect. You know? Uh, I will say I will say I kind of agree with you on that because one of the things that I was like I felt what this needed was just more information. Like she says that the roommate was fine, but she doesn't explain what he looked like. She didn't give information. She just said he was attractive. And it was just like, okay, well, what, what is like, what's attractive? Was he white, black, Asian, Mexican, Indian? You know, what, well, not just what, that, but what happened? Gotta be race. Yeah. Well, but, but also, but not only that, what happened after you, you don't know what happened. You, you just know that Trinity said like, Hey, RuPaul's amazing. And then does the person go, that's, a, I, I'm not going to kill myself now, or I'm now, I'm now a happy yeah. person or something like that. Or did like, they have did dinner? They, did they, you know, did they, did they move? Did they have this entire conversation while he was on another, at another table and she was at another table? She well, said, can we, uh, can you introduce me to your roommate? That's how she, that was the button. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but hold on. She, but, but go ahead, Lori. But she said that like, in the story as if like she was saying like, no, you know, like I hope you're still alive and introduce like, like he would listen to this. She wasn't saying it like, Oh, this is, you know, that like, this is what I said to him. So yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't understand. And also it was like within the same day, like, I don't know about you guys. I look again, I've always said, I, 
and have low, very low self-confidence. So if I, when I was single, if somebody said, I think you're really attractive, can we uh, hang out? I would first go like, I would ask them a million follow-up questions and be, and, and to the point where maybe they decide they don't want to hang out with me, but um, she never, she didn't seem to ask one follow-up question. It was just like, where do you want to meet? Well, look also, and I want to say this point, we have to move on because Adam has a heart out, but uh, you're telling me, I mean, what what this person is saying is very impactful, okay, on anybody, all right? So why would you go through the elaborate catfishing scheme? Why not just hit her up in grinder and say, hey, Trinity, dun, 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 dun. Why would you have to go like, I'm going to pretend to be somebody else, and then they're going to like meet me for dinner so I can t- so I can get to the same place and say the same thing? Or just send a message originally. Just say like, that's hey, what I'm saying. I, you saved my life and that's let's what I'm hang saying. out. Or, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's what you're saying. Can I take you um, to dinner? You saved my life. Yeah. Or, or, and then also I, I, I just realized right now she never goes, yeah, but why did you pretend to be somebody else? Yes. Okay. Um, let's move on. The next one we have is Kylie. It's called first time. Uh, Let's start with Adam Salandra. What were your thoughts on that, Salandra? Uh, you know, I already said them just because the, it was the same as in rehearsal. But the fact that she was just so engaging while doing next to nothing other than just being authentic, which was the key, was really cool. Lori? I genuinely didn't think I was going to like it um, because the rehearsal, I felt like she was a li- it was like a little not boring, but just, I felt like it needed more, but I agree with Adam. I look, I felt, I think the mark of a good story is I wanted, I didn't want to tend. I wanted to hear more about it. And so I thought she did a great job. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I will say of all of them, actually, of all of them, Kylie's felt the most connected on a human level of all the Queens. Like it yep, felt yes. like she was really telling you a story as if you knew her and you were listening to her. It felt like the best. Of, and it's funny. I have it in my notes. And Solantra mentioned this earlier. It sounds like the better stories you hear from the moth. When you go to the moth, when you've seen the moth, when you listen to the moth, the, the better storytellers sound like Kylie. This, this, this story would have done really, really, really well at the moth. And uh, if I'm being honest with you, if it wouldn't have been for the story, I think she would have won. Look, I call balls and strikes. I know there have been episodes where I say, like, like the acting one with the, the fucking Ryan Murphy one. I said she shouldn't have won. And she shouldn't have. But she should have won this one. Yep. She should I agree. have 100% won this one. I don't necessarily think she should. I, I think that Eureka, in my opinion, deserved to win. But I will say that I thought she, I thought she was a close second. Let me tell you this. Lori called me. She thought Silky should have won this challenge. <laughs> and she's like, really? We all know. The next one is Ginger. It's called My Ruby Slippers about her dad catching her trying on her mom's uh, clothes. Uh, Let's start with Lori on this one. Lori, what were your thoughts? You know, I I laughed in the beginning when she said, like, I'm born and raised in Orlando, Florida is what I usually tell people. Mm -hmm. But I truly was born in a different town in Florida. And I was just like, oh, okay. I mean, it's like not like the most... I thought she was going to be like, I was actually born in Australia. Um, But uh, that's a good point. People are going like, oh, you're not from Orlando. You're from Leavesworth or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, who cares? I'm not actually from LA. I'm from Sherman Oaks. It would be like, yeah, it would be like if somebody was like, oh, are you from Fullerton, California? I'd be like, no, I'm from Anaheim. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, after that, I kind of checked out. To be honest with you, I mean, I th- look, I think Ginger is a very funny performer, but I just kind of for the story, I felt like there was no substance. And I felt like even though it was a sad story, I felt like she was desperately trying to take emotion and her. I think it was like she wasn't trying to connect with the story and it was obvious. And to be honest with you, the very little that she didn't remember that one time where she was like, I want to talk about being a, a parent because my partner and I are trying to become a parent. That very tiny amount of time that she spent talking about that, I felt more connection than she brought in the entire monologue that she did. So, Salandra? For me, uh, Ginger was the exact opposite of Kylie, uh, where it was not... Um, 
she was giving me theater actor mm-hmm. Ginger was, which she is. And she was giving me someone who was like, if, if the cunt monologues were on Broadway, Ginger would have been, it would have been perfect, but it was a little too big for TV. And yeah. so it felt, it, it did feel, especially com- coming after Kylie, uh, in, in, to, to put on and performed. It did. It felt kind of bit middlery to be honest with you. Which is like, also like, again, it, it doesn't even make it bad. It just no. wasn't for me, especially in comparison to someone like Kylie's. Yes. Um, yes, a hundred percent. You know what it sounded like? And I've had the, the, the misfortune of being in a lot of open mics when actors try and do stand up, mm-hmm. And it often sounds like this, which yeah. you could have, I, I should have pulled the clip and played because this is what it really sounded like. You know, I remember, wait, wait, some of you may know and think I'm from Orlando, Florida. Oh, but no. That's what I tell people. I'm actually from Leamsworth or whatever. When I was 10 or, years or old. Whatever. Yeah. When I was 10 years old, my mama had the best shoes I've ever seen in my entire life. They were those red ruby fat something or others uh, heels. <laughs> I was trying them on and my dad walked in the look on his face I don't think I've ever seen a look like that ever before so at dinner I had what they say in Spanish a cara larga my mom goes boy get that look off your face oh and here's a present I got you when I opened that present they were those cha-cha heels I'd asked for and that day, I became a drag queen. Wow, this is how many times you practiced that. It was perfect. I know. Thank you. Um, Adam has a hard out at 7.15. <laughs> All right. On that one, let's go to Raja and her bunny tail. Let's start with uh, Adam Salandra. I I really just I thought it was good, but it made me nervous that stumble at the beginning because oh, well she's given. really become one of my favorites, and I didn't want her to get the boot because of that. But she she got it together. Uh, Lori, same exact thoughts. Yeah, I'm glad she pulled it out, but I was nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, you know she. Yeah, I I made the welcome joke, but that yeah, everyone knows that Mrs. Kasha Davis. Famously in the Espy Award, the Despy Awards episode of season seven, went home, did perfectly fine, but went home because she said welcome instead of welcome. <laughs> you remember that, Salandra? I, I forgot, but yes. Yeah. That's, that's, Mrs. Kasha Davis went home <laughs> because she said welcome instead of welcome. I just want to Well, they were, they were literally searching for any reason to send her home. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. I like her actually. I wish they would bring her back for an all. Yeah, same. So does she. Yeah. Uh, all right. Finally, we have Eureka, uh, a benefit for Boom Boom, where she shits her pants. Lori, what are your thoughts here? You know, I really liked the story. I thought it was fun. I always lean towards funny, uh, and I thought this was funny. Um, and also, I I agree with the judges. I thought that this was the one that felt more like a conversation. She mm-hmm. had a very natural flow. She's a, just a very natural storyteller. And mm-hmm. um, I did, however, think it was funny that Alec Mappa goes, well, we're going to have to get past standards. And I don't know how you're going to say some of these things. And then she literally just like, I think four or five times just talks about shit. And like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. what? Well, it might have been on Paramount Plus when they were yeah. filming. So that they had to yeah. plan ahead. What standards did they yeah. have to? So, so, yeah, I thought that was the funny. cunt monologues had standards. So, Landra, <laughs> what were your what were your thoughts here? Um, I was surprised because I just love Eureka so much and wanted her to win so that she would stay in. But I didn't really find it to be the funniest or the warmest of all the stories. Um, so. I don't know. That was just me. But also I think it was because maybe for me, they showed the best parts in the rehearsal. So uh, I wasn't as – it was felt like second time around by the time the story came. I so. completely 100% agree with you. You have a hard out. Let's go right into it. It's time for the looks. You know, for, strangely, the past couple of weeks, they haven't really had looks. And now you're back and the looks are back. 
the category is fashionable fashion fails. Adam, let's start with you. The first one down the the runway is Trinity K. Bonet, where she gained too much weight and the, the straps in the back were stretching. Tudor boot. Um, shoot. Go to go to Lori. I'm still looking for him. Lori? Uh, I'm going to say toot. I, I mean, I look, I think all of these are sort of like a funny. So, yeah, I mean, it's they, hard. right. They're purposely bad. Yeah, they're purposely bad. So I, it's this one's a little tougher for me because I personally I think all of them are kind of quirky in their own way. So I, I say two. Yeah, all I right. found it and I'll give it a two, too, because she looks good. But but did the challenge right. So two. All right. The correct answer is toot. Uh, next, we have Raja coming down the runway. She was like, she got caught getting uh, dressed. Uh, what do you say there, uh, Lori Rockingham? You know, I feel like Raja, for me personally, has been kind of hit or miss with looks. And I feel like this one's a miss for me, simply just based off the challenge. I think if this was like actually a legit runway, I would be like, but a toot, because it's a beautiful dress. But I mean, it, it doesn't. The fact that she's not finished dressing isn't necessarily a bad outfit. It's a beautiful well, outfit. Oops, I didn't finish. Yeah. So, Andrew, what are your thoughts? So, boot. Um, I, I honestly, this picture that uh, Drew Brooks, Brooks posted is Raj is giving great face in it, was just throwing a few more points her way. And so I will give it a toot. Unfortunately, the correct answer is boot. So it's two mm. to one. Lori wow. seems to be winning here. Kylie wow. Sonique Love came down in a hot dog on a stick with uh, handprints all over it. Uh, Salandra, what do you give it? Tudor boot. This is hard for me because I think the hot dog on a stick and those colors are so ugly. But pulling a corn dog out of your puss is awesome. But I'm... Uh, I have to give boot. Just too ugly. Lori? Uh, I'm actually the exact opposite. I don't think this fits the challenge, really. Because, again, I mean, but also she looks hot and everything. So it's tough for me because this she looks hot and it's not really bad bad dress, but she looks hot. So two. Oh, oh two. Oh, interesting. Yeah. All right, now it's tied up because the correct answer is boot. Next we have Ginger Minj. The correct answer. So I veto the correct answer. <laughs> Ginger Minj came down. She burned her hair. Why don't we start with you, Lori? Tutor boot. Toot. I thought this was great. I loved it. All right, Adam Salandra. Very, very fun. Very ginge. Uh, still tied because the correct answer is boot. What did it have oh. to do with She just burned her hair? This is a normal dress with burned hair. Finally, burned her hair. Eureka. She burned her hand. She burned her shirt. Eureka. Oh, she's not with her hair anymore. She's just Eureka. Eureka came down the runway. Hair messed up. Toilet paper on her shoe. Dress tucked in her underwear. Uh, Salandra, your thoughts? Big toot. I thought that she had all those mistakes and still looked beautiful. That's a good combo, and I liked it. Yeah, Lori. Two. Wow, this is the first time. The correct answer is two. It's a tie. Three and three. Wow. Uh, it is it is a tie. All right. And those are the looks. Um, all right. Let's, I think we might actually make it in time. On the main stage, Eureka's named the winner of the challenge while everyone else is up for elimination back in the workroom. Eureka celebrates her win. The girls plead their cases to Eureka and Trinity resigns herself to being eliminated back on the main stage. Eureka meets her lip sync assassin, season 12 winner, Jada Essence Hall. They take their positions and prepare to duke it out in a lip sync battle for their legacies. The song, Good Golly Miss Molly by Little Richard. In the end, both queens are named the winners of the challenge, and both queens read the name on their lipsticks, Trinity K. Bonet. And with that, Trinity K. Bonet is the next queen to be eliminated from the competition. Ladies, any final thoughts on the episode? Let's start with Adam Salandra since he has to go in three minutes. I do have to say that Trinity was certainly not my favorite of the five, and I think it was a lot because of her Iowa personality. But mm-hmm. I do think she was the most deserving one to be in the finale because I think that her moments were the strongest overall all season. Uh, I don't really care about her three times in the bottom. Um, I'm thinking about what the great things were. And of, when I'm looking back on this, I will remember her Beyonce and I was also very – I thought she did great in the girl group challenge. So, again, I, I don't know who I want. I wouldn't want anyone in her place. I, it's wild to like them all, but um, it was sad to see her go. Actually. Laurie? Uh, I agree. I think that – I felt like Beyonce itself should have put her in the in the finale because yeah. she did so well. She didn't even win that. 
Yeah, but I mean, but I will say again, who do you take out? Because right. I feel like all of them deserve to be there. Yeah. So it's tough. Uh, I will say though that the, her flaw or the reason why she was kicked off had nothing to do with her drag performances. It had everything to do with Trinity off out of drag and the fact that she kept reminding them that she should yeah. be up for elimination. Yeah. And uh, I'll just, my last point is I'll just bring it up again. Cause I brought it up before is that they should have, she should have voted. Ginger, Eureka should have voted off ginger. I mean, it just doesn't make sense that she did not do that. She was probably too scared. Um, look, it breaks my heart to see Trinity go, but I said it a million times. I said it again. Didn't even say it earlier. I disagree with both of you. She's not going to win this fucking thing. The other four girls have a shot at winning, and there's no way she's going to win. By see, the way, I, you're. I think she could have, only because she surprised me. Also, I didn't think she would win anything, so I've already been surprised. So now I'm like, why not? Eureka slow walking in the clown outfit to choose the lip sync was everything, and I want to turn it into a gif and make it into a meme. Her it just being because they were doing that super serious look, but she's dressed as a clown with a clown nose. Yes, like, it really was wild. Finally, I love when the producers are just mean fucking bitches, and they made Trinity stand there and listen two times yes. to her name being read out. They gave her the damn treatment. I because it's me that you're rushing for. I want to stop it because I have to ask, even if it makes me a little late. I really want to know who you actually each want to win, Laurie. Well, just so you know, you're going to be late just from Lori's answer right now. <laughs> well, first, well, let I, me see. Well, I don't think it's Serena Chacha. Real quickly, I will say, real quickly, I will say, I, I thought it was funny when we cut to, in the in the uh, monologues, when we cut to Eureka looking s- nervous and she's in the bunny suit and she's just like this and she looks nervous. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Eureka. I want Eureka to win. I think she's been killing it this, this, uh, at least this season. I love Eureka, so happy to hear it. Joe, what about you? So here's a weird thing. Is I actually see it depends on how you view the title. Is the title like just like another crown for another season? It's just another season, another competition. If that's the case, then uh yeah, I'm giving it to Eureka. I want her to win. But if you're really going at this is the Hall of Fame, it is their legacy based on their career, you gotta go ginger minge. So Landra, yeah. what about you? Mine is Ginger was my pick going in for that, but just not literally not a single thing popped for me with her this time. And there were that frog look from the beginning. I still can't get over. It looks like Kylie is the most popular online right now. And I get it. I fell in love with her too, but she gives more of a miscongeniality vibe to me than a winner. Eureka I'm obsessed with, but um, I think it's hard because she was eliminated. There's that stigma, even though I don't think she deserved to be, but at the end of the day, I think I choose Raja. I love really? her redemption story, mm-hmm. which is huge from season 11. And she hit in all categories. She looked good and made her clothes. She was funny. She was acting. So I'm going to give it to Raja. Right. I mean, everybody, this, this, everybody could win. I feel like you, you, you can make an argument for everybody. So yeah. All right. Agreed. Salandra, you were almost out on time. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct the season finale of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star Season 6. So, for Lorian K. Roggenkamp, Adam Salandra, and myself, Sashay away. <laughs> You know, Salandra, you can leave during this. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. You can also leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. For more drag race and LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Lori has another podcast. It's called Bloody Podcast, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Lori Rockenkamp on Instagram at Lori U Liar. That's L-A-U-R-I, the letter U, L-I-A-R. You can follow Adam Salandra on Instagram at Adam Salandra. Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram at Joe Batanz. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen. Very special thanks to these expensive tier Patreon supporters. 
Agnesia Chopinska, April Pacheco, Astute Girl, Brad Coley, Coco San Pedro, Declan Prosser, Drew Brooks, E. Smith, Emma, Humble Pie, J. Thomas Plank, Jesse Harris, Jimmy Kilmasa, Lauren Eckert, Lionel Campbell, Lucy Carrasco, Luke Stamen, Nutella, Nicholas Alexander Springham, Poppy Woods, Ricardo Herrera, Sarah Yu, Spiral Queen, Tom Bombs, Travis Newland, Troy Anderson, and Zach Nelson. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring the show. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race.